Good morning and welcome to the Barrier Breakers television show. I am your host, Apostle Anthony Munns, coming to you this Sunday morning. First of all, I would like to thank and give honor to God, my Lord, and my personal Savior viewers. I know if it weren't for Him, I would not be able to do what I'm currently doing. But most importantly, I know God to be my source. And for those of you who are believers, I ask that you continue to press into the Lord, continue to allow Him to be Lord over every area of your lives and and just know that he has you and believe him and take God at his word because he will never lie to you. And so uh, continue to allow him to use your vessels of clay as he sees fit. In other words, set your will to his will. And for those of you who have not received the living word of God and have applied it to your lives and allow God to be your Lord and personal savior, allow me to extend the hand of salvation to you. It has already been extended over 2000 years ago when our Lord and savior, Jesus Christ hung, bled and died. And uh, the Bible goes on to say that they did bury him. He laid in the lower depths of hell for three days, but then he shook himself and took back on his royal diadem and he rose again and showed himself with infallible proofs to those who did not believe. And then he ascended to heaven and he now sits at the right hand of our father. So the Bible says, if you believe in Jesus, death, Jesus, burial, Jesus, resurrection, Jesus, ascension and Jesus seating. The Bible says you're saved because we're saved by grace through faith is not of ourselves. So you nor I can boast about anything that we do. It's only because of his finished work and his blood paid for it all past, present and future. And so if you believe that this morning, welcome to the family. Heaven will now be your home and know that no matter what. Others may say in or think or believe about you. You have to believe you are righteous. You are righteous because God says that you're righteous and know this for yourself. No matter what you will be in heaven with him, you're already seated with him in the spirit. But when you cease to exist down here in the natural heaven will truly be your homes. And so to our covenant partners, those of you who are in covenant partnership with Grace plus nothing ministries. I thank God for each and every one of you. You're so vitally important to this ministry. And I do not tear take what you do for this ministry lightly, but most importantly, God doesn't. And we just want to praise God for everything he's done for us. And we do worship him simply because of who he is. Is. And so covenant partners, I do speak the blessings of the Lord upon your lives and continue to do what God is leading you to do as we're co-laboring in his vineyard. Now, Television Network, I thank you for allowing this ministry on your station. And I do speak the blessings over the owners and the staff there as well. Today, we have a teaching that uh, was prompted in my spirit earlier last week. And I believe it's a timely teaching. I believe it's a needed teaching. I believe it's a teaching that will help to accelerate you into the things of the Lord as it pertains to you and your life. And I'm going to ask you to turn in your Bibles to John chapter number 11. Once again, it's John chapter 11. I'm reading out of the King James version of the Bible today. Um, I just believe that uh, God has to give you a uh, a word where you are in this season of your lives. Once again, I believe God is going to give you a word where you are 
in this season in your lives. And so in John chapter number 11, I taught this text, text excuse me, I taught this text a few years ago, uh, but I taught it um, from the perspective of let me go. And that was the topic and it was entitled let me go but uh l reading this text and actually listening to that sermon last week that i taught three years ago i was listening to the teaching and, I, and something jumped out at me in this text and to bring it to you from a different perspective and so the holy spirit prompted me to release this into your lives this morning so in john chapter 11 out of the king james version of the bible i'm, I'm going to skip around but don't take my skipping around it's taking the meat away from from the uh, uh the text but i'm skipping around for time's sake but go and read the whole uh, chapter for yourselves but uh, i will be jumping around but just be patient with me as i will get through this text and begin to deliver to you what god has pressed upon my spirit to say john chapter 11 out of the King James Version of the Bible, beginning at verse number one. Now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. Verse two, it was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Verse three, therefore his sister sent unto him, meaning unto Jesus, saying, Lord, behold, he whom loved, who he whom thou lovest is sick. Speaking of Lazarus. Verse number four. When Jesus heard that, he said, this, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God. Remember that, please. This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. This is vitally important. And I need for you to hinge on that particular passage of scripture where, where we're going this morning. Let's jump down to verse number nine. Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours in day? And this is speaking of the, the, the disciples now has instructed Jesus. Jesus, you cannot go back to where Lazarus is because the Jews are out to kill you. If you go back to Bethany, they're going to kill you, Jesus. So, so why go back there to the very place where the Jews are, 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 are determined to kill you? And so Jesus takes up, he said, are there not 12 hours in the day? Verse 9, if any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not because he seeth the light of this world, meaning the light of God in him. Verse 10, but if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth because there is no light in him. There's no revelation of, of who God is in the, in the living word of God does not reside on inside of them. That's what Jesus was speaking of. Verse 11, these things said he, and after that he saith unto them, our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I might awake him out of sleep. Then his disciples Verse 12, uh, Lord, if he sleep, he shall do well. In other words, Jesus, if he sleep, why are you even going back there? Because Lazarus street sleep. Did you just say to yourself? But Jesus said in verse 13, how be it? it was just, um, how, how be it? Jesus spake of this death, but they thought that he had spoken of taking of sleep. Or rest and sleep, meaning they was thinking Jesus was speaking in the vernacular of, of he is literally sleep. But he was Jesus was letting them know he is sleep, he's dead. And so Jesus said unto them plainly, Listen, Lazarus dead, y'all. <laughs> I mean, y'all won't get into the way I was saying it, but let me place it in this vernacular for you. Lazarus dead. <laughs> Verse 17. I know I'm jumping around, but bear with me. Verse 17. Then Jesus 
came, he found that he had lain in the grave four days. In other words, Jesus waited an extra two days after Jesus had received word that Lazarus was sick. And then Lazarus ultimately died and Jesus waited an extra two days, this being day four of Lazarus' death. And this is what the text is speaking in verse 17. And in verse 18, he said, now, uh, Bethany was near uh, Jerusalem, about 15 furlongs off. And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Verse 20, then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. In other words, Martha had heard about Jesus coming. So she, in turn, ran out to meet Jesus where he was. And so Martha, excuse me, Mary was still there in the house because she was still weeping. Then Martha, verse 21, then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou have been here, my brother had not died. Verse 22, but I know that even now, this is so good, that even now, whatsoever thou wilt acts of God, God will give it thee. In other words, although Lazarus is dead, Jesus, I know if you ask your father, he'll still give it unto you. So she was operating in a faith. That others didn't have because she believed, but 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 followed the text. Um, let me jump down. Uh, verse twenty three said, Jesus said to her, Thy brother shall rise again. And Martha said unto him, verse twenty four, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. But Jesus in verse twenty four said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, thy, uh, thou he were though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whatsoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? <laughs> Let's jump all the way down to verse 40. <laughs> Jesus in turn goes. Well, uh, uh, let me back, back a little uh, further. So Martha in turn, here's what Jesus said. Mary in turn uh, ultimately goes because Martha tells Mary that Jesus is here. Mary in turn goes to go see Jesus. And then the Jews who were there to comfort uh, Mary go uh, and follow Mary as well because they're thinking Mary's going to the tomb of her brother Lazarus to weep. So they in turn are going to go there and comfort Mary at Lazarus' tomb. And so this is where the text picks up. And, and so here it is. Um, Martha is, is there. Mary is there. And the Jews are there as well at the stone. And Jesus commands them in verse 39 to take the stone away. In verse 40, it said, Jesus said unto her, said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. This is Jesus speaking this to Martha. <laughs> then verse 41 says, then they took away the stone from the place because Jesus had commanded them. Verse 39 to take the stone away uh, from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, now this is in front of Mary, Martha and the Jews and his disciples as well. Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. Verse 42. And I knew that thou hears me always. But because of the people, Jesus says, which stand by, I said it. That they may believe that thou hast sent me. In other words, God, I know that uh, I'm crying out to you. I'm asking you to do something, not for my sake, but for their sake, because they're, they are looking and they're waiting to see if you're going to answer my prayer. And when, verse 43, he thus has spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. 
And he that was dead came forth, verse 44, bound hand and foot with grave clothes. This is where I preach the text. Loose me and let me go. And his face was bound about with a napkin. And Jesus said unto them, loose him and let him go. That's where the text, let him go, came from when I preached this text about three years ago. It was entitled, let me go. But today I want to draw your attention to the text in which Martha was saying to uh, uh, Jesus that if you, in verse 39, Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, meaning the sister of Lazarus that was dead, that's meaning Martha, saying unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. For this time, Jesus, he stinketh, because he's been dead for four days. Thus prompting the topic or the title of our message. No, not now. <laughs> Once again, we're talking about no, not now. No, not now. And we have read John chapter 11 verses. I know I skipped around, but really the whole uh, chapter. But we really went with uh, verses one through 43 skipping around. Out of the King James Version of the Bible. But in this text that we see the dilemma here of Mary and Martha's brother, Lazarus. Mary and Martha had been traveling with Jesus. They saw great exploits of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ had done. Healing, healing the sick, the blind could see, the deaf could hear, uh, feeding the multitude of people. All these things that they saw for themselves. But when it hit their house. When sickness hit their house, when we saw a condition hit the one that they loved, and Jesus himself had, uh, uh, Jesus himself loved Lazarus because Lazarus traveled somewhat with Jesus and he saw great exploits that Jesus done. And when I taught this text three years ago, I can remember and recall when I, while I was teaching it, even while I was studying this text to be taught for this particular uh, Sunday, I remember asking Jesus, Jesus, I don't, I, I, I'm asking God, I said, God, I don't see anywhere in this text where you saw Lazarus worrying about his current situation. We, we, we read and we understand that Martha and Mary, his sisters were concerned about their brother in the condition in which he was in. And we don't know what his condition was. Theologians believe this or that. And I'm not here to debate any of those things. But we knew the condition ultimately took Lazarus out. Naturally. But as I began to teach this text three years ago. And God illuminated to me. While I was preaching this particular text. He illuminated the question I had asked earlier in the week. While I was studying to preach this sermon. Let me go. But this is not what it's entitled today. It's entitled, no, not yet. And the Holy Spirit illuminated to me and then through me to the masses of people I was ministering to that the reason Lazarus was not concerned about his current state of situation because he had come to a place of resting in God. And when you come up to a place of rest, you realize you don't have to work because Jesus ultimately gives us the answer. And I didn't see it back then, but God illuminated to me later that he he began to reveal to us that 
that when Jesus said he was going to go back to Bethany in verse number 9, he said he was going to go back to Bethany to see about Lazarus. And the disciples tried to convince him not to go there because the Jews were going to stone you. So Jesus began to tell them, are there not 12 hours in a day? And so he began to let them know if, 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 if a person has light on the inside of them, they will not stumble. But if a person do not have, but if a person uh, walks in the night and they stumble, it's because they don't have the light of God in them. And so this was the answer to the question I had asked. Three years ago to God in my studying. Lazarus had come to a place and point in his life where he had the light of God in him. And he understood and knew that I am to rest. And then God, Jesus himself, comes to say that this is going to be for the glory of God. So here it is, Lazarus, not worrying about his current state. Mary and Martha, his sisters were because they loved their brother. Lazarus ultimately died naturally. But Jesus coming to the tomb, asking them to remove the stone from the cave. And God answers Jesus' prayer. And Jesus calls Lazarus to come forth. And Lazarus come forth bound with his grave clothes. So here it is. He had laid there four days. Martha, his sister, says, certainly he stinketh by now, Jesus. Why are you going to, in other words, why are you going to remove the stone from the cave? Because he's stinking by now. How does that correlate with what you're dealing with this morning as we're teaching the text? No, not yet. Some of you are in some extreme circumstances in your life at this point of your faith walk. You've been believing God. You've been trusting God. You've been waiting on God. You've been wanting God to get you out of your mess and God is saying and is saying, no, not yet. <laughs> God is God is all knowing, y'all. <laughs> He's omniscient. God is all knowing. God knows what you need when you need and how you need it. So although you and I have been crying out to him, when I say crying out, not with tears, but Giving him his word back, standing on his word, trusting his word, believing him wholeheartedly. And God still says, no, not yet. <laughs> How many of you are at a place in your faith walk where God has said, no, not yet. God is saying, no, not yet. His no is not a no of telling you, no, you don't need this ever need this no i'm not taking you out of this ever his no is like the timing is not right <laughs> it's not time yet because god has already done it in eternity but he said he's oh thank you holy spirit he's needing time to line up with eternity <laughs> so he's using your sets of circumstances <laughs> for the glory of the kingdom of god this is how our God operates. Our God does not operate in time. Time comes out of eternity. Eternity is already fixed. God has already wrote your life from the end to the beginning. He's trying to get you in time to line up with his word in eternity. So he'll bring you to, thank you, Holy Spirit, to an expected end. Because that expected end is fixed in eternity. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He's trying to get you and I to trust him wholeheartedly regardless of what we see, regardless of how we feel, regardless of what they say, regardless of the doctor's report, regardless of the financial situation. He says, no, not yet. <laughs> this brings me and brings to my mind, James, allow patience to have her perfect work. God does not want you nor I wanting for anything. 
This is why patience is vitally important in the believer's faith walk. Why? Because patience perfects the believer's life. That word perfect does not mean sinless perfection. That word perfect simply means maturing us in the living word of God. And this is what God is doing in my life. He's doing it certainly in your lives. He's doing it in the body of Christ because he's raising people up in him where they will not waver, where they will not give in. They feel what they feel because you're in this flesh. If someone were to slap you right now, your first reaction may be to slap them back. Or you may cuss them out. I don't know. But your, your first reaction may be from a fleshly point of view. But the Bible says if they slap you on one cheek, you turn the other cheek. Well, Apostle Muns, I ain't turning the other cheek. The reason we say, and I've said it myself, I ain't turning the other cheek is because we're operating in time, in flesh, in the natural. But God says if you understand it from a spiritual aspect, you have another side of you. What is that side, Apostle Muns? You have a spiritual side that you will not react. The way the flesh part of you wants to react. This is why God is saying no, not yet. The reason God is saying no, not yet to our situations because he's getting us to a plateau to mature. Thank you, Holy Spirit, to mature his word to get us to react and speak and deal with situations from a spiritual perspective. This is why God is saying no, not yet. He didn't say no as if he'll never do it. He says no. Not yet. A pregnant pause there. And the reason it's a pregnant pause is because there's something being birthed out of you. That's the reason it's a pregnant pause because something is being birthed out of you. This is why God says no. Pregnant pause. Not yet. Because there's something coming out of you. That's going to be for the glory of God. And God is doing some things in our lives and through our lives that's going to build his kingdom. Your, certain, your set of circumstances at this point in your lives is simply there for the glory of the kingdom of God. Lazarus' death was for the glory of the kingdom of God. Jesus said that before he even went to Lazarus' tomb. He says that, and I believe it's up in verse number 11 or so, he says that he said this is going to be for the glory of God. This is one of the reasons God is saying to you and I know not yet. You're pregnant with something. There's something on the inside of you, sir. There's something coming down the birth canal, ma'am. And I'm not talking about a natural baby. I'm talking about a spiritual purpose, plan, will. For the kingdom of God. So no. Not yet. No. Not yet. No. Not yet. God certainly is stinking by now Jesus. No. Not yet. Jesus did you not hear? Do you not care? About what's happening to me? Do you not care what's happened to our brother Lazarus? If you've been here. He's dead now Jesus. But if you'd have been here. He would not have died. But since you're here. Martha says to Jesus. Since you're here. Ask your father. Because I know. He would do whatever you ask him to do. Oh my God. That's a revelation in and of itself. People think Jesus weeping at Lazarus' grave. Was simply because he was mourning Lazarus. Now, if you study the text and you get the concept of why it was written and laid there, it's simply because Jesus was weeping because 
Here it is Martha saying that to Jesus when she, she first came into his presence when he was going to go to Lazarus tomb. Say, if you'd have been here, he would not have died. So Martha, why couldn't you take that same faith that you have in me, the Messiah, and apply it to your brother's situation? So Jesus is weeping because, oh, ye of little faith. <laughs> oh, ye of little faith, ye that you could not apply the same word in your situation this is not a a, a, a a condemnation teaching to anyone this is part of God maturing us perfecting us in his word well you come to a place where you don't need apostle Muns to deliver a rhema word to you although that's good that you all are watching us but you don't need apostle Muns to deliver a rhema word to you you don't need a bishop jakes to deliver a rhema word to you you don't need to come into a presence of a of a benny hen or some someone of that of uh, 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 nature whatever the case may be those are great men are of, of god they have great anointings upon their lives but christ in you you have the living word of God in you. And if you speak it and apply it to your situation, you can move mountains. This is why Jesus wept. Jesus wept not because Lazarus was dead. Because he had already told his disciples before he went there. We read it in the text. Lazarus sleep, y'all. Lazarus ain't dead. He sleep. I mean, excuse me. They were saying, well, Jesus, Lazarus sleep. And Jesus said, yeah, he's dead. But Jesus understood when he got there, the word that he spoke was going to raise him back up. So the sleep that Lazarus took was not an eternal sleep. It was one that God was using the situation and set of circumstances for the glory of the kingdom of God. This is why it's so vitally, vitally important for you and I to understand the authority that we have in the earth realm. It's so vitally important that you understand who you are and whose you are in Christ in this season of your lives. In the age in which we're in, the, 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 the enemy has turned up his attacks. Isn't it time for the children of God to turn up their spiritual assertiveness? It's time for us to assert our spiritual authority the more. Why? Because God is using us to take back territories. We just finished that teaching here on this television show. Taking territories just about a month ago. We just taught that. God is saying and raising people up who were standing their authority. We just finished teaching that. Are you standing? And take the, take the territories that I've already given to you. So, the takes. No, not yet. No, not yet. Let's make it practical. Let's bring it to where you and I are today. What is it that you're dealing with that you've been crying out to God, waiting on God, wanting God, asking God, desiring of him to get you out of this? And God says, no, <laughs> not yet. See, sometimes you got to lay there and 